0: Is that better? Oh, wow. That's so much better. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? She twisted the knob. I probably twisted the knob. <laughs> twist. You like to twist Twist knobs. the knob. <laughs> Twisting the knob. I twisted the knob. All right. Welcome to we our... Twist your knob. You're being loud. <laughs> our third episode... I can twist the knob. I should untwist the knob. No, don't twist the knob. You don't touch your knob. Untwisting Quit, touch the knob. knobs. Your knobs. <laughs> I didn't touch a knob. You're a Am knob. Am I yelling? <laughs>
1: Welcome to Lady Bits and Giggles, episode three of season two.
0: Wow. With your co-host, Emily and Sylvia, and your main host, Jessica. <laughs> what the
1: fuck was that laugh? We're <laughs> practicing. Wait, who's? You're, Yours. You, said.
0: Uh, yeah. you <laughs> sound like Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you. I
1: appreciate it. I don't know. Now I can't unsee really see
0: it. Oh, no. Uh, what are we talking about?
1: Uh, Okay, so to just like jump right in, if you missed out on last week's episode, I had two co-hosts, my friends uh, from North Carolina, my,
0: your mom texted me, (laughs) last week we introduced our friendship, how we met when we knew each other were, uh, long distance, long distance, when we knew we were each other's like closest friends. Um, kind of little background info. Talked about our first job. Talked about y'all living together, and now here we are with our second episode. We're gonna talk about Everyone success. Everyone is successful. What does success mean, That's man? This means. is like every time you come home and that, like you know, the older people ask, like, "What's your plan? What are you doing? Oh, How are I you hate know? That question. What's your five-year plan? Your ten-year plan? Like, How's school I don't going?" Know.
1: When are you planning on retiring, Bill? Like, is it Bill your dad? No, that's Bob. <laughs> no.
0: But, yeah, so we got into this conversation the other night about success and how we all have had different opportunities that have facilitated success and how it's just kind of like taking that opportunity and running as far as you can with it. Um, so all three of us have very different pathways to success that we've kind of scratched and clawed through and uh that's something we're gonna talk about today
1: yeah well kind of that was basically the introduction but <coughs> like who the heck are y'all
0: who are we yeah i'm emily is that what <laughs> oh, yeah um, like okay. people,
1: like in case like this was like the first episode oh, people yeah listen to you, like who are you i'm emily <laughs> you Singer.
0: i am oh given the last thing oh shoot my last name's cool as hell, so... Um, <laughs> we got another zinger in the house, too. <laughs> oh, Sylvia. Sylvia and I are twins. Um, Jessica and Sylvia lived together for a number of years. We've all three been best friends for a very long time. I've been away at school for what feels like 25 years, so I've been in and out of the memories, but I have been filled in correctly and sufficiently. we all
1: think that you're there when we're making them
0: exactly and i feel like i'm there too so um but yeah who wants to go first with their success story um
1: okay well
0: yeah lol predictions for the drive yeah
1: so at this point i mean technically for the first episode y'all are already back in nc or north carolina however i wanted to ask how is y'all's futuristic drive back to North Carolina,
0: Um, predictions are that it is going to suck really bad. Yeah, the drive home is always way better than the drive back because when you're driving to Texas, you're, like, excited to see everybody. You know, you're hopeful, you're ready, you know, you're getting out of your monotony of your normal life. and then a lot of big words. (laughs) And then the drive back is like, man, I got to go back to this bullshit. So you're just like not as excited and it just takes longer. But on the way down here, with Sylvie works with um, autistic kids and she had worked a morning shift. Um, I'm on break from my master's program and from volleyball. And so my brother and I, my brother came to visit us for a couple weeks. Uh, My brother and I were just chilling. And so she got off work and we packed the car and left uh, at night. And she drove the first couple hours. And then it's a 17-hour drive altogether. I drove the first four. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, let me drive. You worked all day. You're tired. So I drove through the night. And then it just happened she let me drive more. Um, it was just, really like, cold. casually the rest of the way. Yeah, I casually know, the 13 rest 13 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, like, it was like it was so cold. And so we'd get out and we had our system of, like, who fills up the car, who grabs snacks, who pees, rotates, the dog, you know. And it just happened every time she was in the passenger seat. So I was like, "All right, bet I'll get back in the driver's seat and truck along." Um, so that was fun. And then we pulled in in the like late morning to Texas. Um, found out her she's a really nice car. She had cruise control like the last two hours of the drive. So like
1: you didn't know that I didn't know I didn't, you didn't know how know she had cruise control <laughs> the entire I an old like, ass car t- ten hours you
0: drove. Well, I knew it had to be somewhere. I just couldn't figure it out. And so I finally figured it out because my leg was cramping like a motherfucker. And um, so cruise control really came in clutch the last two hours. Cruise control 95, by the way. So she fucking, Why
1: didn't you tell your sister that there is cruise yeah. control? I don't ever use cruise control. You withhold in pertinent information. So the four hours you drove, you didn't use a cruise control? I don't believe
0: in cruise control. Why? Uh, I do not. I don't now. like not being in complete control of my car. I, that's valid. But at 4 a.m. in the dark on an open road, I'm cruise controlling 95. Like, there ain't nothing I ain't in control of in that moment. <laughs> I woke up. You don't. This <laughs> <Yes>, is different. <laughs> I woke up at one point and, yeah. like, you were cruise control 95, and I woke up and I was like, and I did it, but I woke up. Yeah. And. She was cruise control at 95 miles an hour. And I was like, am I in a fucking roller coaster right now? <laughs> it was crazy. Man, especially she- when we're going through Louisiana and those bumpy ass roads. Our brother's laying down in the back and I like hit a big bump and I felt him hit the back of my seat. I <laughs> said, oh, God, I should sit <laughs> down. <say
1: no." laughs> uh, remember that one time I got pulled over in Louisiana? <laughs> Oh my god, yes, I do.
0: Um so Jessica's stupid, right?
1: <laughs> she was so so I
0: have um I have hit a deer before. I ended up totaling my car because of it. And so I'm traumatized of hitting deer, right? um jessica was there with me through this process she was the one she was like one of the first people i called when i actually hit the deer and so she is kind of like secondhand traumatized by it and so (laughs) she was driving i think we were going to florida or something we were
1: on our way back from florida yeah we picked up our friend in florida and like we were all driving back
0: and and she she was like i'm afraid i'm gonna hit a deer or maybe it was like a bear sign on the road or some shit and so her thought process was like i'm gonna go faster (laughs) than the speed limit because if i go fast then the impact won't be as hard or some what was your thought process my thought
1: process was that okay i there was like a main highway we were on like you know, like when you're on a road trip and there's like trees on both sides of you and that's it and it's just pitch black. Mm-hmm. And the only thing lighting it is your car lights. Mm-hmm. So in the far distance, at maybe like f- four miles away, I could see the lights of like a main highway. And I was like, I just have to get to that because there's no deer that goes on those roads oh, yeah. ever. So yeah. like, I'm near the forest. There's going to be a deer here. I need to go fast. Mm-hmm. So I drove fast and. Well, we got pulled over. <laughs> and the cop was like,
0: why were you speeding? And you were like, I didn't want to hit a deer. And he was like, well, then go slow.
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, I guess my thought process that was I had recently had seen a video at that time that if I hit a deer going fast, it would just bounce off the car versus if I were to go slow. Yeah, okay. But so I was right. Less apparently, impact or whatever. Is that is that right? No, it's no, not it's not close. right. It, there's no logic behind that. It <laughs> okay. just in my four a.m. brain that made sense. That's why you shouldn't. It's fair. It's so. fair. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So my prediction for
0: the drive back is gonna suck. We're gonna split it more evenly because we're supposed to leave today, but we're gonna leave in and the morning. want uh, mm-hmm. um, to go back to. So work. we'll we'll split it more evenly. Um, yeah yeah hopefully it won't be as cold it was freezing i've never been in like 10 degree weather before in like georgia that little digits georgia not yeah were we in georgia yeah we went north carolina south carolina georgia yeah it was crazy no we didn't hit georgia we went north carolina south carolina Alabama. alabama yeah i guess it was alabama I don't
1: know geography. Mm-hmm. What's the song? Alabama, Alaska, Alaska Arizona,
0: Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho. Yeah, you're Illinois, <laughs> Indiana. Yeah, I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I only know till Indiana. Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan. Massachusetts.
1: If you're from any of those states, write in. <laughs> Leave a
0: comment and a like of which state you are in. Like and subscribe.
1: <laughs> I don't. Th- you have to go to like our social medias to be able to do all of those things? Oh, um, I'm
0: private. Don't follow me. Also, uh, but, well, if, you mean, so kind, oh, if you want to be so kind, if you want to be
1: so kind and well, at least put a five-star review, that would be fat- okay, fantastic. Okay, that's asking too much. No, <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify.
0: That's cute five star review I don't even know if I'd give five us star five review
1: stars. yeah that's, that's what they mm-hmm. said I five think I'd give review. us
0: three and a half stars I'll take it okay. Michelin star okay anyway so that was our prediction for the drive you have any other further predictions for the drive no okay we'll be cracked out on caffeine what's next uh what is your new year's resolution oh god oh shit you're like the old people that want to come back into town mm-hmm. what's your five year plan
1: mine is to not take things so seriously
0: Mine is to love myself. Ooh. Oh, God. Deep. What wow. is love? I think mine might be, like, self-care Yeah. in, like, all aspects. Because, like, I don't care for myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Two peas in a pod. You know what? I'm actually going to change mine. I think I'm going to focus more on, like, the little details of life, of, like, focusing on, like, gratitude, the little things. Yeah, because I, this last year was a big year that I, like, learn to not don't give remember a fuck. any of it mm-hmm. and so i feel yeah mm-hmm. i feel like i'm successful in that area because like when i think about situations in that minute i like thought about it and i was like mm, i really don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about other people's opinions hey, So
0: that's a great way to live life it is
1: i mean sometimes i do but mm-hmm. like Right now. Yeah. Not as much as I did, like, two years ago.
0: Ebbs and flows of giving fucks. Ebbs and flows? What?
1: Getting into uh, the topic of success. And what does success look like to you? I think that was a really good way to point out, like, when people ask you, like, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. And I never know how to answer that mm-hmm. question. Because a lot of times I want to be truthful and just be like, I have no idea what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, like for sure. Why? what makes you think I have a five-year plan? And mm-hmm. even then, there's the whole... Well, you're young take mm-hmm. your time it's like whatever you say to an adult they have a rebuttal mm-hmm. against it you have a plan oh well you're young you can take your time mm-hmm. or, you know things change and then they're like well what's your plan mm-hmm. well which one do you want linda i don't know what you need from me right now <laughs> who's to- linda i'm just naming oh, people random no, i'm just kidding i just okay sorry that was rude. <laughs> no it makes sense yes so what is success to you? I kind of listed some things on our like sheet that we're kind of going off of to not tangent too much about like what we could like talk about in these topics mm-hmm. and I think our schooling careers that's transferred into our working careers are all very different in that all of us have found success and peace in what we've done so yes. far
0: mm-hmm. who wants to go first not i okay i'll take it so (laughs) i oh wow it's really loud so i dropped that i got two full ride division one scholarships for playing volleyball so i'm six three and kind of athletic long arms stuff like that middle school did not make my middle school volleyball team was crushed um, but basketball kindly took my sister and i And then we got to high school and that volleyball coach was like um you're huge put the shorts on let's go um so i you know bambied my way through high school and then one of the girls on the team uh, was in a club for volleyball and club is way more sophisticated than high school and that's where i got college exposure and i got really good coaching and um, i got my full ride to my first college usf in san francisco um, so that was, that was my first main biggest success. So Sylvia and I are twins, like I said. Um, we come from a divorced family, so two tuitions at once at the same time just was not doable. So the fact that I secured a full ride was really, really uh, successful. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, so there's a lot of failure that comes with that, you know, a bunch of like little tiny fails, a bunch of you know, learning moments, uh, learning, growing pain, stuff like that. Uh, But then once COVID hit, uh, oh, I guess another success. I became co-captain of that volleyball team, which was really uh, hard (laughs) but fun. I learned a lot about myself and about people. And then I went to University of North Carolina for grad school and uh, was not a captain, thankfully, and was able to focus on myself and my performance uh, better. And that was fun. And I was successful there because I was playing a lot. Um, I was really happy. I was in a master's program, so a lot of people get their bachelor's and then go into the career force. So I was going that second step for education, or I guess I am going that second step for uh, education. Um, (laughs) So that's been fun. And, you know, I look successful because they pay for a lot. You know, they Mm -hmm. pay for your housing, they pay for your food, they feed you constantly, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So that's my way of success. But I've worked hard, like, you know, it's like easily like. 20 hours in the gym a day or a week like just blood sweat tears yeah Um, bunch of meetings bunch of time commitments travel school studying you know so that's a lot of people find that super successful that I can have a routine and everything Um, but yeah that's my I ran with volleyball I wasn't good and then I got an opportunity and I made the best of it so that's my success, and I will get my hopefully, hopefully, we will get my master's degree in May, mm-hmm. um, and then the goal is to go play overseas. I'm not that good to where it's gonna be like super professional, but it'll be uh, <coughs> it'll be fun. I'm a big uh, self growth person, so when I went to San Francisco from small town Texas, I grew a lot with an open mind. Uh, I saw a lot of things I've never seen before, and you I did loved go there it.
1: There with an open mind. I like looking back, like. I saw that a lot in you like you went with like I'm gonna try this I'm gonna try that mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and yeah. like I'm very proud that's not an easy thing to do so I'm very proud of you on that oh thank you yeah, yeah
0: I really I really enjoyed it and just learning that that experience made who I was after that I wanted to continue to grow I want to continue to grow and I think if I go to a different country then um, I'll even grow more as a person with more of an open mind and I think it's really important to get out of your hometown. That's why I kind
1: of pushed Sylvie to move to North Carolina with me. <laughs> so if you hear any background noise, it's because I'm living with my parents at 25 years old. And <laughs> and they all just walked in. Yeah, I feel that's an easy thing to say. Just about your family at not life. Uh, I'll tell my story in a little bit and why I don't think that way. Yeah. Sometimes I do. I have my days. For but sure. you will have a turn at your success story. And
0: this is all part of it. She's yeah. very successful, guys. Just don't let her uh, um, fool you. Mm-hmm. Queen boss, shit, girl boss, what's Queen it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Were you confused?
0: Yes. <laughs> gaslight gatekeep girl boss Jessica Cardwell. Oh, am I gatekeep. allowed to say your last name? Yeah. Gatekeep. 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 You don't we know, know don't what gatekeep, gatekeep means? No, I do know. Gaslight. That, do you know what gaslight means? Yeah. I've. Have you never heard that expression before? No. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. I live and breathe by it. Might as well be tattooed on the inside of my eyelids. Oh. Where you know. Come here. Hey. Hey. April. April is our child.
1: She's freaking out. <laughs> April, come here, baby. A very
0: energetic little ball of child. Like, okay. to put my attention on? <laughs> April. Come here.
1: Hey. Come here.
0: But I guess going back to my success story, uh, it's easy to fall into the uh, imposter syndrome where... Y- your worth is based off of your sports performance so (laughs) battled
1: that (laughs) just a little bit i feel like you're talking into this microphone like so softly and so like consciously where you're like it's like a recording that you're saving yourself for later like like
0: remember to buy bread.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like in the voice notes app or yeah. something like that. That's what it, it reminds me.
0: January first, twenty twenty three. Remember, <laughs> was buy that? bread. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's my the success was uh, getting an opportunity to have free schooling and um, play volleyball. Um, I study kinesiology as a major in undergrad and minor in neuroscience and health services. And then for my master's, I'm in exercise sports science with a specialization in exercise physiology. Um, have a lot of failures with that as time's gone on. Um, and then another failure in volleyball, I, we were playing Duke and it came down from a hit and tore my ACL, a little bit of my MCL and both my meniscus. I'm this guy and uh, that was a long long journey of ups and downs and success and failures um so yeah and then after that i was done eligibility wise and i set to do my master's program but uh yeah that came with a lot of unsuccessful moments a lot of burnout a lot of um imposter syndrome that I'm still dealing with but I would say all in all pretty successful for oh
1: very successful almost 24
0: year old lady very very (laughs) successful I agree but that's my I think it's I'll wrap that up as success there uh it's not fully there I have to get my degree I have to pass this like huge comprehensive exam I have to write like an 80 to 100 page uh thesis document and defend that um, all by May, probably more like April. So then when May rolls around, I can just walk freely. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go insane and celebrate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> so, Hello. It's me you're looking for. <laughs> Hello. Okay. So, Sylvie, so, what is your success story? I wouldn't say that me and Emmy are first generation college students because um, our parents did go to college, they just dropped out and they never got their degree. So we're not like technically first generation college students, but because we have degrees, I do like to consider myself one. Um so that was a big like driving force in me getting my degree and like actually going to college. Um so when Emmy got the full ride, um it was easier for me to go because instead of only one tuition my Or, fuck, I can't.
1: You got it. You got it. Why am I choking right now? (laughs) A
0: big. Okay, um,
1: I. It's usually how I am most of the time, most during podcasts. (laughs) So, my parents, um.
0: Did go to college, but they they didn't like follow through. They um, dropped out. So a big driving factor of me like going to school was Ooh, um, college dropout. Someone here can relate. Um, a big driving factor for me to go to college was that my parents weren't able to finish, and so I was like, "Let me grab that title of first generation college student." Um, and I was I was really. On the fence about it because like me and my sister graduate at the same time obviously and need to go to college at the same time and that's like two tuitions for our parents to pay and so I was like fuck like that's a lot of money um so when Emmy got the scholarship I felt a lot more comfortable like following through and going to school um I went to three different schools to get my degree I went out of state my first semester, and that was really expensive. So I was like, let's not do that to my parents. So I moved home, um, went to community college for a semester, and then transferred to a university um, and got my degree in psychology. Um, like, throughout my entire college career, I had no idea what I was going to do with this degree. Um, and so literally, when I got my degree, I like looked up on Indeed, and I was like, Jobs with a psychology degree. And um, this field called applied behavior analysis um, popped up on my... sounds
1: so fancy.
0: I know. It's really not that fancy. It's just applied behavior analysis. Um, So it's behavior therapy with children that have autism. Um, And so I got that. I got a job um, right before I graduated, and I did training. um, And then I graduated a few months after I got the job um and I worked I've been working in applied behavior analysis for like three years now um a little on and off I worked in Frisco doing it um and then when I moved to North Carolina I found a place um and then I went through some troubles with that job um, I ended up leaving it for about six months um which really kind of, like, like that was, like, my whole purpose in life is my job and my career and, like, applied behavior analysis and the kids and everything. And so when I left, I kind of, like, felt like a piece of shit because um, I went back to waiting tables, um, which, like, like. If you wait tables, like, though. Yeah, if you wait tables, you know that, like, if you leave waiting tables and you have to go back, like, that's not the best thing to do
1: like mentally it does, it,
0: yeah mentally um but i had to because um, i wasn't i wasn't taking care of myself well so like i knew that i wouldn't be able to take care of kids well so i decided to take a step back and wait tables and so i did that for about six months and then i felt ready to go back into the field um and i've been doing it ever since um and like i'm i got
1: you seem really happy
0: yeah no i really i really do enjoy it um kids love her too. yeah i love my mom worked with kids that have autism and so when i looked up on indeed and saw that field i was like oh my god this is so cool i get to be like my mom yeah kind of thing so um mm. and another thing i'm super proud of is my car um when I was in Texas and got my first job in applied behavior analysis, I was working like 40 hours a week. It wasn't, it wasn't a big hourly wage, but like working 40 hours
1: a week at any hourly wage, kind of like you rack up the stacks and you don't have time to party and play with the money. Yeah. Especially at that job field too. Like you're so exhausted afterwards.
0: Fucking kids are exhausting. Um,
1: (laughs) so I saved up some
0: racks and I, um, traded in my little sedan for an suv um 2021 um and it had literally like 10 miles on it when i drove it off the lot all in my name super cool Um, Queen. yes love that for me so proud of you um it does have a crack in the windshield so that's (laughs) very disappointing but that's okay yeah, when we get those racks back up, we'll fix it.
1: Yeah. You've had a lot going on with both moving states and then all of that. And they're all good things. It's just time. Yeah. Essentially. Time is but a construct.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that's my success story. I got my nice. my degree. I have a career. I don't know where what to
1: do next, but... That's okay. I think... So, I'm going to, like, briefly touch on mine, and then I kind of wanted to touch on, like, kind of all of our success stories as, like, a whole and talk about that. So really, and, like, you'll kind of understand why. Go for it. Um, so, with mine, I, uh, all through high school, like, middle school, high school, I danced for 10 years professionally. And I say professionally, like, that was my career, but, like, pr- like that was my life in middle school and high school I just danced all the time. Uh, I was also homeschooled, as all of y'all know. Y'all kind of know my story um from just learning more about me from season one and then going into season two however with dance i wanted to go to tyler junior college and i uh, when i had auditioned i made it all the way through and then i ended up re-injuring my knee from a high school injury me and so. <laughs> yes and so i uh, didn't go to that school and i ended up going to a community college in the area and i dropped out after like my first year after my freshman year and college dropout squad yes (laughs) and i will say like i definitely gave college a fair chance later um i went back twice to try and like finish what I had started type of thing but that was when I like really learned that school wasn't for me because I didn't want my first year of dropping out or my first time dropping out to be like maybe it was just like bad timing or something like that and so I wanted to give it another chance of like is this for me or is it not
0: because college is not for everybody
1: yes I'm
0: gonna say right
1: now um college is a scam (laughs) so I I think college is useful for certain career paths. Yeah, but, yeah. Other career paths. Because, like, how do I have a bachelor's a degree
0: and I'm still making under 50k a year? Like, that's... Yeah. Scam. I yeah. Mean, why do you have to pay for classes like history and theology when you're going mm-hmm. in science? Like, that's, it's a scam. It's it's such a scam. Say it again?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, Emily was not next to the
0: microphone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm maintenance <laughs> maintenance this dog. Um... Uh, college is a scam because if you're studying like science for example and you're required to take theology and history and all these like philosophy classes i guess philosophy is a little bit of science but it's like why do i have to take these non-related science classes to get my degree you just want me in it for the four years you want my money you know jack of all trades well rounded sure fine but like that's where trade school makes sense
1: you know because you only pay for and learn what you need and i don't disagree i think like right now like with my stuff like i'm in the process of potentially uh, you tell him. Sorry. April's growling. She's just the cutest growler, though, so I can't be mad. <laughs> Brooke's like, yeah, I'm used
0: to this. Another successful piece Sylvie has and Jessica has in uh, common is they're both successful dog moms.
1: Oh. Well, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice, because sometimes I feel like a failure. I mean...
0: Not all moms are, you know, the best at all times, but you know right. that's how So you're saying
1: that I'm a failure?
0: No, I'm saying that you're not perfect, but you're yeah. perfect
1: for her. I can I everything I do is out of love and sometimes that's mistakes cuz oh, I'm learning everything as I can. She's
0: living and breathing. <laughs> yeah,
1: they seem to be happy, so. Yeah. Ain't that right?
0: Maybe, maybe not as well right. disciplined as should be, but I swear Autist spoilage comes
1: in. Yeah, I don't help with the spoiling aspect by any means. So, uh, basically, where did I leave off at? So, school, I dropped out after <laughs> I gave it an opportunity. I uh, After my first semester, I moved back in with my parents. I also moved out at 17. So, like, moving back in with my parents at 18, I felt like that was not successful because of the fact that I was moving back in with my parents and that's like a like societal norm like once you move out you don't like really move back in type of thing and i'm gonna kind of touch more on that specific topic a little bit later because i'm now back in that same position now (laughs) to a degree not maybe from school but just like in transitional in a transitional period (laughs) Um, however, did you put her in the bathroom? I put her outside. Oh, (laughs) I thought you put her in the bathroom. No, I had to be okay. Funny break. So, basically, I went to school and I dropped out. And, like Emmy said, like, there's so many things that you can do that you can, like, you don't have to go to school for because it's a scam. So, I can go do marketing stuff and get my certificate in that. That's going to take me six weeks versus like six years to get. And, It's gonna do the same exact thing later for me with that job field. So
0: another thing is college is a big networking situation to where you meet a bunch of mentors, you meet a bunch of coworkers, you know, cohort Mm -hmm. people and that's how you kinda get further along into jobs and stuff. So that Mm -hmm. is the good thing about college is networking. But uh, classes-wise, it's a scam.
1: Yes, I don't. I it like I said, it's all very situational. Everyone's experience is different. Situational.
0: We're not. We're not bashing anybody for going to college or not
1: or dropping out or whatever. I think they're all good ways to help you move forward because in the long run, that's your own line and that's your own success story. Essentially, all of the story. Everyone's success is different. Exactly. And so I. uh, in high school i was in yearbook and i took a lot of photos i took a lot of photos growing up as well that was just like always my hobby with the like big old school camera on my shoulder taking pictures of like my Polly pockets and barbies and stuff like that hold on pause how are you in yearbook if you're homeschooled (laughs) i went to a homeschool co-op so i went like once a week once every 10 weeks so that was fun so it was like
0: every 10 weeks
1: one wait once a week for 10 weeks once a week for 10 weeks yeah I'm not sure. how did you yeah.
0: how did you learn did you do school at home
1: yeah so like it was kind of like a college thing so like i went in kind of like a week like hybrid classes yeah okay. so like i went in once that once a day a week and then learned what i needed to in five or six classes that i had booked for that day And then i would take a week to complete the whole like a week's (laughs) worth of homework and come back and turn that in the fact that i did that for 10 weeks
0: known each other for so long and this is the first i'm like hearing your logistics logistics of homeschool like i've just accepted the fact that you were homeschooled and made fun of you for it i'm so sorry
1: oh no it's fine i mean i still had it definitely like i had social abilities but you also have to yeah But you have to remember my social skills came from a bunch of homeschoolers put together in a yeah, room. So yeah. like... Describes it. It makes sense why you are different. The way you are. Yeah. And a lot of it... it homeschoolers... I'm not going to put like this like... We're stereotyping societal, so many people in this podcast. I right? know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just our experience. And like we don't mean to stereotype by any means. However, my personal experience with being homeschooled there was a lot of sheltered kids and families and that's totally okay like i can understand parents wanting to protect their kids from certain things and i respect that was it also but, um,
0: a religious thing like a religious school? yeah it was a yeah it okay. was a
1: christian base like homeschool co-op okay. and so there was a lot of things that like went into play which that could be a whole podcast in itself of like my experience there like one time I got in trouble with a teacher because my spaghetti straps underneath my sweatshirt showed. Oh. And yeah. we weren't allowed to wear spaghetti straps. And I'm like, I'm literally the one wearing day a week that you're in Exactly. Of and people. I'm literally sitting at the back of the class and she's like, You need to go to like the principal, which I'm putting air quotes for those of you that can't see. It was literally just a mom that just everyone voted Some to be principal power. <laughs> Yeah. And so I had to go to her to, like, talk about, like, why I was sent there. And it was just because of the fact that my undershirt, because, you know, it was a trendy thing. You have your long tank yeah, top underneath, yeah. and you have your sweatshirt, and, like, your tank top shows underneath. Y2K. Yeah. So that's what I was wearing. But I guess the neckline of my sweatshirt showed the spaghetti straps, and I got in trouble for that. See, we,
0: I could go on a tangent right now. I about know. dress codes. But uh, it,
1: yeah, but that's kind of where... It was a very sheltered... I think, honestly, I'm kind of impressed at how normal I am in the sense of being in that sheltered of a <coughs> co-op. However, I'm also still not completely normal, like, to y'all in certain aspects, yeah. but it's very, like, meticulous. So or, that's
0: why we like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not normal. we're all
1: weird our own ways. Yeah. So, essentially, I did your book doing that, and I fell in love with photography during that time. I was like, I'm not going to make a career out of it, because, like, that's impossible. And I was really on that dance path. My dance career basically ended, and then I moved in with Sylvia, and I ended up falling back in love with photography again. And then, kind of since then, I had my camera in my hand, and I've been taking pictures and networking and doing my thing, and yeah now I run a successful business in that and in between that there were times of hardships of having to go back and forth or split my time at a restaurant and stuff too and because that was also what paid my bills at the time and like when I was like living outside of like my parents home Mm -hmm. and developing those connections in my other field and like doing both jobs like at one point I had like a total of five jobs and that's not to say i worked full-time in all five of those jobs like one of them i would do once a week the other one i would do maybe once every couple weeks like but that's still income that's coming in yeah. to help support my passion you got long-term you gotta do. career yep
0: i will say it was really cool to like sideline witness her success from like a backseat especially in her photography. Like, she, we were her subjects, her models, whatever, in the beginning. And, you know, it was a silly little, like, glitter on the face, funny pose, you know. And we're like, oh, it's fire, you know. But that was. <laughs> and now in that same living room, I'm making you do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that was years the ago. The growth. <laughs> and to see, like, her take some really badass pictures of us. We're not really photogenic. But, you know, like, to see the, just of us as your models and your photography skills. Like, the, like, like looking back and, like, the fact that you own your own business yeah. now is just baffling. Like, the, how hard you worked on social media to, like, promote it and to get connections and not you can like pay your bills through it i think that's that's really cool
1: yeah i definitely it blows my mind every time someone books me it's very like oh my gosh like it's still that, have, like first time contracts feeling and yeah, yeah. you crazy you gotta yeah,
0: brag about yeah. that girl
1: so i there's a lot i feel like a lot of details that go into like our success stories of both hardship and like the great things that have led us to this point and because of that like like, I just quit the bar industry from, like, season one, if y'all listened then. Like, you know that I was in the bar industry as well as doing photography. Well, I finally was able to quit that side of things. And in that, I also moved which that might sound successful that I like moved on from that. However, I also took a step back in the sense of moving back in with my parents. Granted, it's not because I can't afford to live on my own or because of like those situations because <laughs> people put a stigma when you move back in with your parents like, oh, they can't afford to be on their own. When that's far from the truth, it's just because I'm in a transitional period of potentially moving from Texas to a possible other state or moving on to a different job. So... And it's to have parents that support you like that? Yeah, not many people no, have that. Once you leave the house, there's some parents that are like, "Nope, you can't come back." And I'm very blessed that like my parents have such a gracious heart to like be able to open up their doors again and stuff like that. And so um I think they're also kind of bored of being empty nesters. <laughs> so, um plus I'm the favorite of the family, so you know. Of course, yeah. They're they gonna, have to listen. They can't me. say no. Exactly. So, with all of that being said, just remember that when you listen to all of these stories each one of these stories are unbelievably successful in their own way now that's not to say success does not have its hardships because if you put success as a lucky situation or that people are absolutely blessed and that they didn't have hardships when they got their success then i think you need to reevaluate what success potentially looks like and again it also can look completely different from what we are talking about as well yes so
0: and failure is always paired with success so if you're failing that means success is right around the (laughs) corner Mm -hmm. i uh had this tattooed on the inside of my eyelids for most of my undergrad but it's nothing easy is worth having Mm -hmm. so that might be the hard way
1: around it but well and i've heard a quote too that uh a skilled a skilled sailor never sailed on smooth waters. Mm-hmm. And so to be successful or to have certain experience, you have to go, like, I mean, and I said, mm-hmm. like through those hardships to get that. And that's both with the knowledge and the experience and X, Y, Z.
0: And, and success is always moving, too. Like, I got my bachelor's degree. Success didn't end there. You know, then mm-hmm. it's like I have to be successful, get my master's degree. I have to be successful in you know go up the rungs and our future paths look different like sylvie's future path like right now she it wants to you know start a family soon and you know be that stay-at-home mom that she's going to be so good at and i'm more of like uh let me find myself and travel and mm-hmm. you know I'm not ready to, you know, settle down and I want to s- hit a career. And, you know, so it's like the fact that we can respect our different paths of success, same thing with Jessica too, you know, it's, and have support throughout it mm-hmm. as success changes as we grow. I, it's, it's also really, really pertinent.
1: Yeah, and it's I pertinent. think, <laughs> I think too, like kind of touching on what you had just said, like when you, th- I think right now my sh- mind has shifted In my way of thinking of success because i think everyone when they think of success well what is my life going to look like years from now versus what have i done to get where i am now Mm -hmm. and i think that that's where you need to kind of change your mindset on what success looks like because you can't worry about 10 steps ahead of you or 10 years from now when you have no idea like emmy said when old people ask you what's your plan Mm -hmm. in the next five or ten years it's like well i don't know but what about all the other stuff that i've done that have Mm -hmm. led me to get where i am that i think that i'm super responsible and successful and i've done the things that i've done to make me happy because also things to further your career as well and mindset is also like emotional and like your mind like the way that you think too like and like
0: i also think it's really important to find happiness throughout the progress because once you hit that successful milestone it's like are you happy though you know you got this like insane nine to five like 80k job benefits everything and that's successful to a lot of people but are you happy you know exactly like
1: if you're not happy then like what are you doing like at that point you're not being successful for yourself you're being successful for society standards or for other people
0: fuck society honestly yeah Fuck society, and I'm i uh, I'm quite the feminist. So when it comes to you know patriarchy and people telling a woman <laughs> where she should be and what the role are, and you know it's just, it's not it's not my cup of tea. So build your own path, have fun, enjoy it as you progress through it, and uh,
1: love yourself. Yeah, I. <laughs> Desperately want a tattoo of just some squiggle of a line because I have been a firm believer that and that's something that I learned of 2022 of like everyone's walking a different line Mm -hmm. and that's a good reminder because like I can't compare myself to someone like I can't compare myself to Emmy and be like wow she's getting her master's in this specific degree (coughs) when a that's not my passion B, she did a lot of things to get there that I it's not because oh i don't want to have the mindset of like i wasn't provided those things so that's why i'm not there it's like you're dealt with the cards that you have and that's the genetics to be six three yeah like like there are so many work ethic too like there's so many different things that like make people individual like if if everyone was dealt the same cards in every scenario looks like like body mindset emotions resilience. um passions like we would all be robots (coughs) completely
0: it would not be fun to like we'd all be carbon copies of each other
1: exactly so like everyone has experiences and those experiences can also be be related to other people's experiences to kind of like help that community feel less alone as well in their experiences because like for a long time I'd always be like comparing myself to y'all like I don't have a college degree I'm not passionate about college like I'm not successful Wrong. When I need to look at, I think it was you who I talked to, and you were like Jessica. You literally run your own business. Literally, yeah. There's, like, it's a different definition of success, exactly. And I think that like we even had a conversation at one point because like you were talking about a friend at one point too, and saying like, oh, like why is this or this? And I'm like, because they y'all aren't given the same card. It's like yeah and that's okay and i Sylvie, don't
0: know what you're talking about what friend you're talking about but yes Sylvie has this really good saying is comparison is a thief of joy yeah growing and up as a twin it's hard not to like compare yourself to the person that you spend like your entire entire, life. entire <laughs> life with so i've always i've always fallen back into comparison is the thief of joy and if you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and seeing who's going to win then you're not going to be happy because you're never going to be the person that you that you aren't you know yeah sylvia and i grew really close realizing that you know people who compare us don't know everything and you know when we respect each other's paths and support each other then there's really no room for comparison you know i can't do what she can and she can't do what i can you know and we just respect the crap out of each other and the way we do it and you know it's it's funny because you know we've lived together for how long now mm-hmm. and it's like it's uh set the standard pretty high for whoever comes in and creates that new spot in my life you know so oh
1: i'm kind of excited yeah. to witness that though yeah like in a in the best way possible i'm excited to witness that yeah. for both of y'all
0: yeah my standards are high. <laughs> she made it high. Mine are as well. She So, she's conditioned me, right? The, oh, man. Th- she's the nicest person ever on this planet, okay? Every time we go out to eat or something, she'll, like, save me the last bite of her food because she wants to share the experience with me, and I've been conditioned to <laughs> get so the last cute. bite of her food without, like, really realizing it, and so... I think there was an instance where, like, we were splitting a dessert, and she didn't give me the last bite, and I was like, "That fucking bitch."
1: (laughs) But like, would you say that transitions into your dating life? Like, if your future guy doesn't give, like, if you're on a date, and he, I hope it, (laughs) I hope it won't.
0: But it's like it hasn't it hasn't okay we innately know how to take care of each other and the little things that kind of take stress off of each other and i think that's a big part of what i will look for yeah. in a it's someone that knows you that well yeah
1: yeah that's fair well <coughs> we talked about talking about dating both in the last episode and this episode and are we saving it for the last episode
0: or the next one it won't be, be, our, be our last
1: yeah, we'll we'll be doing this. You know, like, this is not the last time you'll ever be on the yeah, podcast. Okay. So we'll talk about dating as At a some three. Because again, just possible? like our success stories, we all of our dating stories are completely different. And it's also because we're all walking a different line in terms of like our dating <coughs> lives and how we want to go about it. Because college athlete, college dropout, psychology degree, <laughs> like college. <laughs> everyone's like dating experience is all different as well sitting in this room so i think that would be an interesting topic to eventually talk about whether it's this time when you're here or the next time y'all come in town yes we will Agreed. We will. we'll see cool well that's kind of all i got just remember everyone's walking a freaking different line so just remember that one foot in front of the other you Ooh. will make it now just also remember your line is not just going straight your line is continuously over overlapping an example i've moved back in with my parents from 17 to 25 three times that again not because of terrible situations but just transitional periods and one was a year one was a month one was three months. So. And I have also moved back in with my mom. Yeah. So like, so, like, that's like one like, ex- small example of like your lines crossing over each other a few times. And Success is
0: not linear. There yeah, you go.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Yep. Took the words out of my mouth. Yep. And with that, good night. <laughs> <laughs> I that TikTok sound and, like, with that, the last oh, the season it. of 2022 yeah. comes oh, yeah. to an end. <laughs> All right. Well, Again, I am still bad at these goodbyes, just like hanging up the phone.